Welcome to episode 291 of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the No Pro headquarters, aka the kitchen table here in Los Angeles. This week on the show, we're going to flash back a few weeks, uh, just under a month ago, to the closing day, that would be March 28th of our spring fling event here in Los Angeles. And at the end of the day, we did a uh, special closing session that also involved a little look ahead, some sneak peeks at some events and productions that are coming up uh, in the near future, both IRL and URL. And for those who don't speak Noah, that means real physical productions. We're going to start with one of those. And we're also talking about virtual productions, all of which involve immersive, immersive theater, puzzles, all the things we love right here, stuff to get excited about. Going to run down just who is on this episode in a minute. We have four sets of guests. And you've looked at the runtime, like, how'd you do that? (laughs) It's just because of a live event. Uh, We're efficient. Sometimes we're efficient. It's amazing. But before we get there, want to do a couple of programming notes for you, let you know about some stuff that is coming up. First, I want to let you know, we have the guest list available for the first, is it the first? It's one of the first previews before the press preview, a preview edition of the new version of Eschaton. Eschaton, of course, is the groundbreaking, practically genre-defining uh, immersive Zoom production out of New York City that's been running uh, pretty much just since the beginning of pandemic, brought to us by Chorus Productions. Uh, and they have graciously offered us the guest list for their preview night on May the 12th. That's Wednesday the 12th at 8 o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. We have a good, a good set of tickets, but we also have a lot of people who listen and who read. So Patreon backers, if you're listening to this on Friday, you already have access. All right. To the sign up. We're opening up the, that access, uh, is going to go out via the newsletter, which should hit this evening. Uh, so maybe it's already there. Check your newsletter. And then on Saturday morning, it'll be in the Discord. The Discord, of course, is open to all these days. So feel free to jump into the Discord. It'll be there in the general channel. Link over to the Airtable and sign up uh, for the guest list to get in before anyone else does to the all-new version of Eschaton. That is May 12th, that preview edition. Uh, A free ticket to the show and a chance to catch it before anyone else does. And I know that we've got a lot of Eschaton fans here in the No Pro land. So sign up. Uh, you will we'll let everyone know who is on the list on May 7th. So you'll, the Friday before, you'll get word. All right, that's the first thing you should know. Also, when it comes to Wednesdays, uh, 
you know, I think a lot of you already know we do a weekly show in Clubhouse with our friend Kent Bai of Voices of VR. And we're going to keep on doing that. That's Thursdays at 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Starting this week, we're going to be doing in the Discord. Back to the Discord again, because Discord is uh, actually a more open platform than Clubhouse. Discord's given us the ability to, well, for some time we've had the ability to have stages, but we now have the ability to have up to a thousand people listening at the same time. And we're going to use this to begin our critics roundtable show. So, uh, a rotating series of hosts, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Gossett, who is our LA reviews coordinator is, uh, kicking off. He's, he's our lead host. Uh, and this is sort of Kevin's idea. <laughs> Kevin broke it. So Kevin bought it. Um, so Kevin's going to be on point for our inaugural this coming Wednesday. I'll be on the show as well because I, I and, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, we're uh, we're going to be doing uh, kind of an open ended thing. It'll probably be an hour. Might go a little longer. Uh, and at the end, thanks to the technology, we'll be able to do like a call in thing. This is all going to be about what the team and some of our friends uh, from other publications, what they've seen, what they've been enjoying, and what you should go out and make your next big adventure. So the Critics Show every Wednesday, the first one's going to be at six o'clock uh, Pacific, nine o'clock Eastern. Uh, it will probably move around a little bit. There's a reason why it's six o'clock this time. And I'll get to that actually in a second when I introduce our guests. Um, one more thing, uh, the Patreon, our latest backer is a Deirdre Butchko, uh, who is, uh, a, a wonderful performer here in Los Angeles and, uh, a VR producer, uh, in the immersive theater VR mashup world. So, uh, Deirdre, thank you for, for joining on, um, there's, uh, definitely a great need. <laughs> um, uh, I won't do the hard pitch, but just know, uh, what, what's actually going to help right now is, uh, just you share the content from no proscenium that, uh, you love, uh, that's valuable to you, whether that's the call sheet now playing the podcast, the newsletter, whatever it is that you find valuable, it will really help if you share it, share this, you retweet our social media stuff, reshare our stuff on Facebook. Um, we need to expand the net. And the more we expand the net, the more people find the work that we love talking about and love leading people to. So it's just this virtuous cycle. And some portion of it, some portion of those folks come along and join the Patreon at patreon.com slash no where for two or $5 a month, uh, they ensure our survival. No joke, <laughs> literal survival. So please, uh, please share. Um, it means everything to us. Our sustaining backers, the folks who chip in uh, more than their fair share, that would be Ari Hurston, Brittany, Elaine, Emily Gillette, Lonnie Hanson, Paul F., Mark Balthazar, Samuel Mustry, Sidney Guillory, and Jan Budman. Thank you all for being the rock upon which this little enterprise is formed. But we need a lot more help. But the main way you can do it, because I know so many of you who listen to the podcast do it all, do already, and I know things are tough, and I know things are scary. I know, because things are tough, and things are scary. <laughs> Please share. And if you can, run over to... 
iTunes or Spotify or wherever to review the podcast. Uh, it really helps. Uh, I'm not here to tell you what to give us, but you know how reviews work. It's either all in or all out. So please uh, help us spread the word uh, by spreading the word about us. All right. You want to know who's on the show. You want to know what's coming at you uh, because you just hit play and didn't read the description. And I respect that. I do because that's what I do with all my podcasts. I look at the title. I'm like, I'm in. First up, uh, we have Paige Solomon of the Madcap Motel, which is opening up here in Los Angeles after after the freeze of the year of pandemic. Madcap Motel is coming. Paige is here to uh, talk to us about it. And we even we even got a little uh, sneak preview. You won't be able to see anything because it's on video, but like uh, she, she does a good job of talking us through everything. Our good friend Dasha Kittredge is also here to talk about some uh, projects that she's got in the works with some teams that she's working with. And then we have uh, Stephen Butchko, Braden Roy, and Daniel Levesque of the Ferryman Collective and Coac Productions who are coming to talk about adapting Welcome to Respite from immersive theater to virtual reality. That's a project they've got going on. And then finally, David Ruzicka is here to tell us about a really cool sounding project that involves some amazing collaborators and uh i'll I'll leave it to that so you get four projects that we sort of tease in our mini hall h at the end of the spring fling and the thing i was going to tell you about about what's happening on wednesday this coming wednesday i get to go to the press preview of madcap motel so i will be coming fresh off that experience when we do the Critics Roundtable on Wednesday night. So you're getting first pulls, first cuts. It's an event. The whole thing is an event. So come with us on this journey, and I'll see you on the other side. Good afternoon or evening or morning depending on where in the world uh you are carmen san diego i for some reason you don't know i'm noah nelson uh i am uh executive producer of spring fling uh chief uh weirdo of no proscenium uh and today a very bad stage manager monkey who has messed up a whole bunch uh because it's sunday and i'm tired luckily um today uh, this is the closing session, but we do have, there's a few projects that are coming up on the horizon and I kind of wanted to do a little fake Hall H thing uh, for us. Uh, Immersive doesn't really have a Comic-Con or a Hall H or upfronts. These are things that uh, people talk about sometimes about doing. And uh, this was very much a, in the past week, uh, you know, me just checking with folks like, hey, you got anything you want to like announce on Sunday? Um, but before we get into those, uh, and I'm going to be really quick about this, um, I want to thank everyone who is involved in producing the Spring Fling this weekend. Uh, the team has done all of this uh, because they love it and they trust me. Um, and uh, it, uh, the, the whole reason why we're doing it now, which also means we're like trotting all over Passover like a kaiju, is that it was a year ago yesterday to the day when 
the big summit and festival, the, the biggest project that we had ever produced was going to uh, be unleashed on the world. And we had folks coming in from all over and by all over, I mean, from New Zealand to Saudi Arabia, from Paris to, I guess, I guess back to New Zealand, uh, Korea, Italy. And, um, you know, my February was uh, this last year was watching country by country have the pandemic overtake it and just thinking about things like, oh, Jenny can't join us now. Jenny Filippetti, who was in led this morning sessions, like Jenny can't join us now because she's in Italy right now, or uh, the folks coming in from Korea can't join us because they just went into lockdown. And then just week by week by week until finally we were in lockdown and we had to postpone everything. And some of you came through with us uh, that weekend and know that we, we did a little thing on Discord. So a year later, uh, caught between my own melancholy and my irrational enthusiasm, I said, you know what, let's mark the weekend by, by trying to throw a, a party and, and, and not just let the year go quiet, not, not let the moment be, be ignored. Um, that, was, that was our experience of it. And what I'm so grateful and thankful for is that so many of you came through, that a lot of you played games, that some of you stepped up and did some unconference stuff of your own. Um, you engaged in these conversations we were having around some pretty big issues. Um, you know, there was the the Stand with Asians uh, live brainstorm that we did in Zoom yesterday uh, that Michaela and Catherine uh, led. Uh, and it was just so great to see people come in uh, for that as we try and look at how can we, how can we help support, you know, not only members of our community, but also, you know, folks in the world at large who are going through some really rough times at the moment, uh, what, what can we do? Uh, and, and just to start those conversations. The conversation we had this morning uh, that was led by Jen Jenny Filippetti about looking at uh, intersexual, intersectional safety issues, ignore my dumb mouth, um, that one has led us to open up an entire uh, a discussion thread inside the Discord uh, uh, on justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Uh, you can find it by the acronym uh, there in the bulletin board section, and that group is is going to get back together uh, over times. Um, we try to not so much lead as facilitate. We try and uh, make what everyone's doing more possible. That's why we do what we do at NoPro at EI uh, and, and in the kind of efforts we do over at, at Leia, which we're getting the rust off the gears. Uh, and there's so many infrastructure issues that we all face uh, that I think the old adage, you know, many hands make light work. Much like Spring Fling was made easier by everyone getting together. Uh, that's true, I think, for our, our weird proto industry as a whole. So that's the serious side of stuff. But I really wanted this to be a celebration and I wanted to send us off with some excitement. And so with that in mind, uh, the first person I'm gonna have come up and join me is Paige Solomon. Uh, Paige, hi, how's it going? 
Hi, I haven't, I actually have been one of the few people have not been on Zoom all of quarantine. So I still am not a Zoom uh, aficionado, but hello. Hello. Um, where are you talking to us from right now? Is that real or is that a background? It's real. I'm live it's from the Madcap Motel, which is uh, going to be finally opening. Um, Noah, do you want to give like what it is or do people know what it is? I'm in a bubble. So I'm like, <laughs> does anyone know that I exist? I, so one of the reasons why I want to start with Paige, and Paige, I'm going to let you describe what Madcap is. Because I think a big thing for me is that I really want to know, like, in person what Madcap is. So Madcap Motel was going to open literally the week that LA shut down. It was the Thursday night. The Thursday that the NBA was like, we're done with our season, was when your press night was going to be. Uh, that was literally two days after we pulled the plug on the summit. And so it's been a year to the week for both of us, but you've got some good news. So tell us what's what's happening and then tell us what we're gonna encounter in Madcap. Yeah, so we luckily made it through to the other end. Um, I know Noah, we were on some kind of early calls, like industry calls. Um, probably in like April or May or something where, uh, you know, I just didn't think it was going to happen. Um, you can't have a business that relies on ticket sales and then not have ticket sales for who knew how long it was going to be. So I'm happy to announce that we um, raised some more funding. So we're able to open um, and then, yeah, we're opening April 30th. So now we just have to get people in the doors and stay open. Um, but so the experience is called Elsewhere at the Madcap Motel. Um, guests will check into a 1960s motel. They will check into room 433 and then behind the closet door, something um, is not right. So. That leads them to a wormhole um, of experiences. They then enter this atrium and then all around 360 are different motel doors um, that the guests get to open and explore behind each door. Uh, most of the rooms are more kind of like art, um, art based. Uh, before Madcap, I had a venue in New York called Dream Machine, which was really kind of just like a selfie playground. Um, and it was actually a little soul sucky after a while, like just seeing thousands of people take the same photo, have the same experience. So when I was heading out to LA to do the next venture, um, I just wanted something that felt like more alive um, and felt like people could actually tell a story, could hear a story, could share a story. So um, the experience actually does feature actors throughout the space. Um, there are different moments that are more immersive theater-y. So the check-in and like the check-out is definitely uh, like more in your face actors that you have to interact with. But then when you're, once you're in elsewhere, um, you know, there's like tourists that are stuck in the sixties and there's maids and things like that. But um, that's kind of more ad-libbed, ad more improv based. Um, so yeah, so we open April 30th and I'm just really excited to like one, as a business owner, be opening, but two, to be able to employ so many talented actors and um, just like people in general. So we're super excited over here.
so you, you've probably had to change things up a, a little bit. Uh, and I know folks are, are, are really trying to figure out all those kind of calculations. I want to note for everyone that you're opening up uh, almost the same time that Disneyland is going to be reopening here in the Southland. And of course, uh, for those who don't know, in Southern California, Disneyland's been closed this entire time, except for the past few months where they've been allowing folks to come through and buy tickets to go eat at the uh, eateries in Disneyland because, you know, $35 is what a Disneyland corn dog is worth, which if I had a second camera over here, I would then go, no, but really they're, they're worth $35. Um, uh, so <laughs> I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about like how you're approaching that, because I mean, everyone, everyone's so just kind of, you know, nervous to certain degrees. Yeah. So um, we, do you guys remember when the world was like kind of starting to open back up maybe like July of last year they were talking about lifting restrictions and then like the shit hit the fan again so back in July of last year we were really talking about operationally how do we change it because it's really um, we've always had time tickets and we've always had limited capacity because we wanted to make the experience really great for visitors we didn't want to just like put 40 people in a room and have it just be like sardined. So we've always had limited capacity and time tickets. So that's really helped us when we've come to reopen. We've You can't buy tickets at the door. It's not how our business was ever set up. So that helped us. We were talking originally about having tourist tour guides so that they could really take each group into the room and put them on a more linear experience rather than a free for all. Um, but now we've kind of settled on um, like so many of our staff are vaccinated. Um, people are just more comfortable going out. People know to be like mindful of distancing from one another. So we're just kind of lowering our capacity just slightly, like seriously, like 15%. And that, it's still gonna be the same experience because we just think we can still do it. We do have some backup plans in case anything gets crazy, like wristbands, so we know how long people have been in the experience. Um, obviously, we're doing temperature checks, um, you know, at the door for not only guests but also staff. Uh, waivers on our ticketing site, um, and then we have everyone's information if we do need to do any sort of contact tracing, but. I don't know, I might get shit on here, but I do feel like we're on the other side. We all know how it works, how to distance, always wear a mask, that kind of stuff. So we're kind of just putting those procedures in place and hoping it's gonna kind of self-regulate. Again, we have backups ideas in place, but we're not too freaked out about it. Last July was definitely a different vibe in the company of like, how do we change the format, the layout, the this, the that. Um, one thing we are struggling with is a, <laughs> a way for actors to um, be protected, but also for the audience to see their facial expressions, um, since so much of acting is facial expressions. Um, so we're kind of playing around is that, um, I don't know. I mean, the whole place is weird and it's maids and it's janitors already. So like those people will now be cleaning a lot more, like actually cleaning and not like pantomime cleaning. Um, so yeah, we're trying to figure out like what is the best kind of costume or piece that fits into the aesthetic, protects our staff, but then also allows the actors to act and like the audience to really feel connected. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of puzzle pieces to kind of figure out. And I think something that, I mean, 
no matter what happens next, and there's there's some indication that the, the the numbers are starting to go back up in certain parts of the country, the Southland, where we're we're lucky, and that's not happening. Perhaps because we're doing a good job of vaccinating. Perhaps because you know, people have are are taking the protocols seriously enough at long last, having watched what happened to us in December and January. Um, but no matter what, you know, we're going to be dealing with this these new protocols for years to come. So uh, as you know, everything starts to unthaw again, um, there's going to be a lot of adaptation. And it's good to hear that you're uh, committed to, you know, doing the contact tracing, uh, you know, on stuff, because I know that that's something that we're on our side of things, you know, when we're talking about projects or like saying like, oh, hey, you know, who's taking this seriously? That's one of the number one things we're, we're looking for folks to do is, you know, keep an eye out and know know what their thresholds are, know when they know when to like, okay, we've got to, we've got to pivot or we've got to shut down uh, so that we don't become a hot spot. Cause like no one wants to be, you know, the hot spot for, for this going, we, we've all lost too much to yeah, no one wants to the cycle. hot spot in terms of like actually affecting people and people getting sick. And then also as a business perspective, you don't want to be known as like the place that's a COVID breeding ground. So you know, it's definitely a balance. And then um, we're also talking about doing, uh, we have a lot of staff. So also talking about like an A and B team. So um, if, you know, people did get sick, we would know, uh, we wouldn't be like cross contaminating all of the staff. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about a bunch of different things like that right now. Um, and then yeah, we've also been, um, I ran into a uh, uh, actor uh, like in Whole Foods during the pandemic. We've also been very, um, I feel communicative with our staff. Stephen, you are part of that. So I'm sure you could uh, maybe agree or not agree. Um, but we've been like really communicative about being like, what what are you nervous about coming back and being around people? Like, here's what we're thinking. Do you guys align with this? Do you not align with this? Um, it's definitely a weird time being a business owner because any time that I've ever had like a question that I feel like is over my head, um, you know, I call an investor and I'm like, hey, you know, what, what's your experience with this? And like, what would you suggest us to be thinking about? And, um, you know, these like old people that have a bunch of experience are like, I have no idea that your, your guess is as good as mine. So you know, we're just trying to follow everything and like be really open. If like staff doesn't like that we're doing something, okay, like tell us what you want and like what we should be thinking about. Same thing with customer reviews. Um, yeah, contact tracing yeah. above all else. No one comes in without knowing how to get in touch with them. I I I, I love hearing all of that because, as I've said, you know, we haven't had this happen. Anyone get a chance to reopen here in the Southland? The Disney parks have been open in Florida this entire time. Las Vegas is pretty much open this entire time. Meow Wolf Omega Mart is open. They're they're getting a lot of people through. So this is this is now the way. So and to hear to hear that you're, you know, thinking about these things and being communicative with your actors and everyone and your staff. And you know, like it's it's a it's a tight knit community here in Los Angeles. So uh, it's kind of like no faking it. Uh, but uh, every everything I see to see watching how many of your people when when the call went back out were just so excited to get back in the mix. And there they are a lot of actors who people have seen here all weekend long. A lot of people who work on the under presents uh, are part of that crew. And so. Um, I'm just glad that uh, I'm. I'm glad you made it through 
like the year of hell because I know for a while there it was like what's going to happen and I'm so glad that people that people stood by you and that we get to finally see this work. So April 30th, right? April 30th. Thank you for having me and talking to me and anyone who wants to reach out page at madcapmotel.com. But yeah, we're uh, we're super excited and we hope that everyone will come on through. All right. I know that um that I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm making a, a point of it. It's it's lining up perfectly. It'll be literally like the first thing I will be able to do is is come I also want to make one last note. We're yeah. also not trying um, to, for an audience perspective, we're not trying to convince people that don't feel comfortable or are in a risk group or whatever to come. So we also feel like the people that will be coming feel comfortable being in a situation like this that we're controlling capacity and everything and distancing and i mean we've ordered i don't know a hundred hand sanitizers because we are so high like all of those things but from you know a lot of investors were like well how do you convince people and i'm like i'm not trying to convince people i'm trying to make people that feel comfortable doing this know that we're doing everything and making it as safe as possible but we also you know mentally like we need to have fun again like we can't all just be cooped up because that's just not good for anyone's mental health. So we're excited. Health and uh, mentally everything all combined. We're just ready to get back live and get the show on the road. Yeah. Well, there's there's a principle in one of the discussions earlier today. You know, I'm going to butcher this. The quotes maybe literally in the chat in here. It's like, you know, uh, you know, people need to feel secure before they can feel bold. And um, you're 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 executing on that principle. Uh, and that's, it's really good to hear. Like just hearing, hearing a business owner thinking about this stuff, uh, gives me hope that we're going to, we're not only going to get through the next phase, but that we may, we actually be able to thrive again. So Paige, thank you so much. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. All right. Um, now we go from, uh, live stuff in Los Angeles, which of course you all know is like my one, deepest passion in the world uh to going into vr which is uh and, and we're going to be in vr for a couple of uh elements here first up i want to bring up uh uh you know her from uh the under presents you might also know her from uh things like delusion uh that's our friend dasha kittredge uh who's got a couple of projects uh on the horizon here and that was one of the people who i texted and was like hey dasha you got anything and she's like yeah i was like okay let's sneak preview dasha what's up hi uh thanks for being here i also just wanted to make space for audette's question about the last project um if each room has its own art or mini concept so um paige if you wanted to answer that question and unmute yourself before we move on i wanted to make space for that sorry i told you i'm so bad at zoom i'm like there's a no that's i'm here for you <laughs> that's on me i'm not watching the chat here's dasha watching the chat you're like we all help each other here yeah so um each room is like i wish like more things were turned on because they're not but essentially like each room opens up into little mini experiences so let me see if i can get so, like, oh my god it's a sneak peek okay great yeah, like this room which is not, nothing's on like from a theatrical perspective but like each room has like this room's like a carpet room and then each one of these holes has little mini experiences in there. Um, we have like over here. Again, none of these lights are on. So this is like not the most impressive, but like these blinds that you go through and then you end up in 
uh, the, you know, the boiler room and there's like fog pouring out of all of this. And so, yeah, so each room is like a little mini art installation, I guess you could call it. Um, and these are more of like the photo heavy rooms. Um, so yeah, so, and then I think there's like 10 more, 12 more where that came from all different sizes. So I hope that answers the question. I think it answers the question brilliantly and way to go team. Wait a second. I put Steven up. I meant to put <laughs> way to go team. Steven, you've got yours in a minute. Okay. So like just calm down, calm down. All right. <laughs> um, way to go team. See, I, I literally can't do this without all of you. Uh, I am, I am practically inept. So um, Catherine is really laughing right now. Maybe a little too hard, uh, but great question on that. And Paige, thank you for that, that sneak preview. I didn't know we could do that. I didn't know that Paige was going to go and like walk us around. I mean, uh, but that's because we're throwing all together as we go. All right, Dasha, excellent job. You're just going to host now. I'm just going <laughs> to co-host uh, I'm leaving okay no uh what do you got what do you what do you got in the offing here yeah so there's a couple things that I'm working on right now um this has been a tough year for me too I am kind of a you know I do a mixture of things I am a creative director at meta for you which uh typically does mostly live uh interactive immersive installations for uh all sorts of clients for um we did like a real wedding with a whole you know on a on a farm on a on a on like a on a film film ranch, uh, we've done um, brand act activations. Uh, we've cast up to. It's also I similarly feel the same thing that Paige does about hiring fellow actors uh, for immersive, and it's been it's been tough. Um, we have uh, been doing some digital stuff, but uh, we have just been kind of you know, chomping at the bit to create. And so we actually have been uh, designing a stand, some standalone um, productions just while we're still in this annoying grace period while we're waiting for stuff to get more up and running with live. Um, we're going to be uh, doing a piece that kind of addresses societal atrophy because there's a lot that has atrophied, I think, in the past year. Um, so the way to get a ticket or find out more about that, I'm just going to drop the link to um, to our website here. And if there's like a little thing you can fill out, uh, if you'd like to be in like first dibs for tickets um, for that, um, that is the way to uh, get in touch with us. And now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Meta for You's done a lot of a lot of client work over the years, and also been like who folks like when the the Hunters uh, activation was done, uh, came in and like filled everybody in for that, and like did the casting. But like, there hasn't really been like a forward facing like ticketed event from you guys before. Am I am I wrong on that? Is this the first time for you guys, right? Yeah, we 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 like that we. Um, we love working with clients and that's really why we uh, created the company. I mean, um, so the company is uh, Terrence LeClaire, Carly Blair and uh, myself. And so we all have an acting background and I think it was really, yeah, that's our, that's our focus. And so this is kind of, um, it's not like we're switching gears. It's kind of like we're, you know, we're, we're doing some digital stuff for clients, but it's just not enough for us and our creative souls. So uh, this is, yeah, it would be kind of our first ticketed event uh, that is a standalone thing. Um, and I don't want to give too much away about it now because it's, uh, it's I, I think that um, 
when you enter, it should kind of be a mystery that you know, don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, and I personally love experiencing immersive that way. So I'd like to keep that for all of all of y'all. But if you want uh, more info, you can drop us a note and say that uh, you want to hear more about that production um, on that link there. And I'll also put the link in the Discord as well. Um, but separately, um, I was recently part of a really exciting, fun project called Onboard XR, which was a mini festival of like one act pieces in web XR on Mozilla Hubs. So I have been acting in the Underpresents in a VR headset for uh, over a year and I absolutely love it. It has really fed my soul in terms of feeling like I'm still performing in live immersive theater. But a lot of people can't access VR. Either they don't have a headset, uh, they it's, there's a lot of accessibility issues in the VR space. And so um, they, this, this crew kind of got together and we were like, well, can we make something that, uh, oh, awesome. Thanks, Catherine. Um, can we make something that everyone could see that my grandmother could, you know, watch in maybe in a different way, not in a headset, but still be able to participate in. Um, so we made a piece called Onboard XR, which was four different, very, uh, very different pieces. Um, and some of them were highly interactive. Some of them were just like you're watching a piece of theater, but you're in VR. And Mozilla Hubs is a very, um, it's still being figured out by us, by everyone. And the walls are, you know, you think they're walls and then sometimes it's just cardboard that falls down and then the audio falls apart and the world starts falling apart. So, uh, so we like to think of ourselves like we're starting a garage band. Um, and that we are, we want to keep exploring and not claim that, you know, this is a polished finished piece that we're presenting. We want to find the other further walls and we're working with some people that have coding and background and um, user, uh, you know, that can, that can help um, you kind of mold and craft the user experience um, in this Mozilla Hubs platform and really figure out whether this is a place for immersive theater because it was really cool to do that piece and um, ha that my mom could watch it and she is so clueless that, you know, she like with the, the under presents, it's like a challenge to even explain what the hell's going on. And she's like, okay, you're just doing your thing. But, uh, but so this is something that it's just web based virtual reality. So all you need is the link, the URL, and then you plug that in and you don't even need to download anything. You just kind of, get into this room and then you can navigate it if you're on a computer uh, like you're in a video game uh, with your arrow keys um, and it does take a little bit of time to kind of get your get your bearings about you but we have a very we're, we call it onboard XR for a reason that we want to onboard people to this new platform as well that we're playing with so I just uh, wanted to get on here and if anyone has a piece that they're thinking about um, workshopping, uh, we really want this to be something that, um, you know, if you, have a, if you have a lawn chair and you just want to sit and watch our next piece, uh, or uh, if you want to participate and, and potentially uh, try something out in this space, uh, we really would love uh, future collaborators and potentially have other pieces that um, are testing this, this, this platform of Mozilla Hubs. Um, so yeah, it's a bit punk rock and it's a bit community theater, but, uh, that's kind of like our jam right now. And, um, 
I am going to just drop our kind of executive creator, uh, Brendan Bradley, who has been such a wonderful leader in this space and has been uh, so wonderful at sharing resources and tools. Um, so I am going to, in the chat, put his uh, contact info if you would like to get involved or if you would just like first dibs on tickets because our format last time was that because again, the world breaks, um, we realized how many people and it was like, you know, maybe 20 or so before the, um, we're still figuring that out. And it's for a myriad of reasons that uh, walls do break. And uh, so we have a very small capacity for the actual people that can be in a headset interacting and um, really get the highly interactive uh, component. But then we did a live stream so people could just watch it on YouTube or we, we did a Twitch stream, um, the second performance, and then we did, that's right. And I'll also um, put the uh, on board uh, XR hashtag, which you can, if you want to catch up on what we did uh, last time, there are a bunch of posts about it. Um, so there are many ways that you could watch it if you want to participate and uh, we want to have uh, we, we liked the similar model where um, like dream did this recently where you could you could watch for free in a streaming non-interactive way but then you could also um, buy a ticket if you wanted to if you're one of the people that really like to grab things and get your feet wet and like really be part of the story and interaction so um, so yeah we're just here with open arms doing our garage band style thing and exploring uh, it's really an avant-garde form of WebXR immer immersive exploration um, well I, and I love the fact that you guys have you know in in turning to streaming to solve an access problem you also have turned right into what might be like the 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 trickiest question for everyone in immersive which is how to open things up so that even more people can at least have a sense of what it is that we all do and start designing at these different levels so that it's not just that there can be you know those who play and also those who watch which when we look at the vast um you know kind of look at any form of entertainment whether it's films or games that's a thing right like where we watch actors on a screen they're playing we're watching we watch uh, you know, sports people do sports stuff. I'm not that bad. We watch a football game. We're watching the players. They're playing. We're watching. We watch and, and people watch video games that way. You know, they're playing. We're watching. Uh, there is an analog here in immersive uh, where the audience can be playing, but there can also be an audience watching the audience play. And so there's so many things we figured out there. And I think it's it's going to do a lot for the kind of work everyone does when when those problems are solved and you all turn to it just to, in order to be, get more people seeing what you were doing and so uh, this this is exciting it's an exciting time and i'm glad there's a punk rock uh, movement in immersive as it were <laughs> I also yeah i do want to give some context that it wasn't all all like immersive theater there was uh, a dancer that had an app that uh, the people on the desktop got a secondary phone and they could control the dancer that was in the virtual space there was a video of her performing um, so that was like an interactive dance performer where she had things attached to um, her limbs and the audience was controlling the dance. Um, and uh, we're open. It doesn't have to be theater. It could be a game. It could be a mini escape kind of project. Uh, I think we're open to uh, different formats too. So don't, if you're not a, just a classic theater maker, um, don't be scared away. <laughs> I just awesome. want to say that too. 
Well, Dasha, thank you so much. And I'm so glad uh, you've shared some of those resources. And folks, if you've got a project, hit them up because uh, they're they're racing out and doing a bunch of great stuff. Thank All right. you. Um, before we hit our next crew, uh, I want to make a note and also give uh, Catherine, because uh, she's doing such a good job uh, dropping the links, uh, a little bit. Uh, right after this, we're going to open up the gather space that Winthorn made for us uh, this past week uh, that debuted at the Strange New Worlds uh, platform. If you don't, uh, panel, if you don't know uh, what gather is, uh, I think a lot of you do, though. But it is kind of a 16-bit interface for proximity video chat. So you get a little avatar character and you're going around a map. And when two little avatar characters get next to each other, video windows pop up so you can chat to each other in real time. And the space that Win made is really elaborate and incredible. And it's all filled. It's all her pixel art. Uh, and uh, she just created a Victorian uh, tool, you know, tool set for this. And it's a big space that even has little private uh, spaces so that two people can sit next to each other and have a conversation while everyone else is moving around them. And she made that because I asked, I was like, can we make private spaces for people? I was asking for phone booths, but uh, we got like, you know, uh, love seats instead. But all good um because i didn't know what i was asking for and she had stuff that would actually make it work and that's how things get better um so we're going to drop the link for that uh in the chat here and it's also going to be of course on the discord now i'm bringing up together our next team uh and that is actually a combination of uh the ferryman uh, the Ferryman Collective, right? Am I am I getting the collective That's, part right? All right? You got it. Collective yeah. is very popular. And Coact Productions, uh, who are taking a, a, a live piece that was done here in LA a couple of years ago and adopting it to VR. Uh, they're going to talk to us about Welcome to Respite. So thank you all, Brayden and Stephen yeah. and Danielle. So yeah, uh, tell us about the project. <laughs> Well, hi, everybody. Uh, did you guys want to introduce yourselves, Braden, Danielle? Sure. Um, I am Braden Roy, co-founder of the Ferryman Collective, uh, writer, uh, co-director, and one of the producers on both uh, Krampusnock and Para, and now a one of the producers and performers for Welcome to Respite. Hey, I'm Danielle. I'm the co-producer on Coact. I work with Lindsay Scoggin, who unfortunately couldn't be here, who's the founder and co-producer on um, Coact. And I'm also art directing this particular project. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephen Butchko. I'm one of the co-founders of Ferryman Collective, also a producer and performer on Para and uh, Krampusnacht. And our current project, uh, Welcome to Respite. Um, probably be easier if I read this thing because I'm as eloquent as a syphilitic possum. But, uh, <clears throat> it is uh, Welcome to Respite is a psychological thriller that explores the parts of our mind that both help us and haunt us through the lens of a mental illness called dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorders. Welcome to Respite is a VR adaptation of a Coact Productions award-winning physical immersive theater show, which took place in August 2019 and was released as the first chapter of a four-part series called The Severance Theory. 
inspired by the true stories of people living with DID. Welcome to Respite is a fully interactive experience that allows an audience member to step into the shoes of Alex, the main character and host of the personality system as they embark on a surreal journey into a forgotten childhood memory. Participants will encounter some of Alex's alternate personalities as well as theatrical recreations depicting the symptoms of DID. That's a little bit about the show. Um, Braden and Danielle can uh, elaborate a little bit more on what it's taking to get this thing from the physical world into VR. Well, Danielle, I wanted to start with you um, to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, you know the the production that was. So, uh, y- you guys made a, 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 a intimate piece of intimate theater and and got some folks through. And so, I wonder if you could kind of talk about that versus spinning this into and sort of what the making in VR is affording you. Yeah, definitely. Um... It was a really intimate piece. There was one audience member per show. We ran about four shows a night. Um, It was a half hour long show, but we got to bring in Alex as a, you know, we bring an adult audience member in and we make them a child, a six-year-old Alex coming back home to their family and just starting to kind of realize that they have these voices in their heads or symptoms of DID. and triggering these memories of when maybe this started for them. Um, What was really great about it was the intimacy. It was seeing the audience member having these connections with the actors in the show. Um, And actually the Fairman Collective approached Lindsay saying, this might be a really great way to bring this show into, you know, to audience members during this unfortunate time (laughs) that we're all going through. And we were super excited to jump on and just figure this out because what's really exciting about VR is what you can't do in real life, which is some like magical elements. Um, Not, you know, we don't, we're trying very hard not to confuse or, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We just don't want to, we don't want to confuse the DID symptoms and, you know, exploit them, but we also want to use VR to our advantage and have some magic and have some mysticism that, you know, you can't really get in the live action. And actually the more difficult part has been bringing it into a really grounded, realistic place. So that was kind of a spin we weren't really expecting at the beginning. Um, but we're just really pumped for more people to see this because, you know, the world shut down as we were really prepping our second chapter. Now, Brayden, you've, you've made uh, a few of these immersive theater VR pieces at this point, but I think, correct me if I'm wrong, so far everything's been like from the ground up in VR. So I wonder if you could talk about uh, this idea of adapting a live show uh, and sort of, you know, uh, how is that going in terms of like, you know, you can bring in, you know, computer scripted elements, but you also have live actors and just, you know, are you finding yourself kind of running up into, you know, difficult, you know, breakpoints as you're trying to like get an effect and you've got like the live team say, well, when we did it in real life, we could do this. Or is it in some ways like the other way around and you're just the, the sky's the limit and you're having to kind of ground what you're doing more. Well, it, it's been 
bits of both. I mean, the first thing that we needed to focus on is we um, took the original script and kind of went over it with a fine tooth comb to determine, you know, okay, this we can maybe do in VR effectively. This we could do, but would take forever. And this other thing would work perfectly or we, you know, I don't know, basically just went through and determined what can translate one-to-one and what um, wouldn't. And then from there, figuring out um, both the things that would translate one-to-one and those things that wouldn't, whether we could elevate them in different ways that wouldn't normally be possible in the real world. Um, from there, it's it's been a real team effort kind of determining a fine line to walk to make sure that we're um, keeping the spirit of the original alive and being respectful of the disorder um, and everything relating to that, obviously. Um, but we've, I don't know, it, it's been pretty smooth, honestly. One of the big things that we really wanted to dial in and focus on this time around was um, taking that very intimate nature of the original production and translating that to VR, because that's that's something that hasn't really been focused on too much in VR production so far, the level of intimacy that you can get and how you can project onto an avatar and your surroundings in a way that doesn't need to be a huge spectacle at all times. It can be a very personal, very real sense of contact. Whereas like a hug, as an example, if any of you have ever been in Thunder Presents or anything similar and, and you know, given a hug, you'll know that there's a very real feeling that you're giving and receiving a hug or a glance, that sort of thing. So a big part of it has also been working with all of our actors to kind of hone in and refine those very, very personal moments so that it feels real to the audience member. It, it connects in the way that the live version would, however, in a completely different medium, obviously. Now, are you still the throughput is still going to be one through each time. So it's, it or are hmm. we, um, that's something that was proposed early on in order to like really, really get something, um, get as many people through there as possible. We will only have one Alex, um, the main character, so to speak, um, going through as an audience member per show. However, we're going to have at least three separate teams of actors, which could hypothetically all be going at the same time. So three people could go through at the same time in their own separate instances. And then within each of those three instances, we're going to have a um, secondary ticket, which is more of a spectator mode almost. Um, we're up to 10 people per show, um, which that number may change. We need to stress test it and see what we can do. but. Um, they will be able to go in for a cheaper cost and be invisible and muted and explore the world, observe everything as it happens. But also we're putting in quite a bit of content in there for them to find and interact with. And there's a few different key scenes where they themselves will play a very real role in the production and in the narrative itself. So yes, it'll right. be a bit more than one person each okay. time. But, but, approaching things kind of in a transformational way. Like 
leaning into the affordances. Like I, I, there's some, I don't want to, I don't want to spill any secrets, but that idea of being able to affect the environment or, or stepping into a role in some fashion, intriguing. I'm, uh, you've got my curiosity. Yes. Um, what's the destiny here? Uh, is this going to be a project uh, targeted for a release over the next couple of months or are you aiming for the mm-hmm. festival circuit? Uh, how should people be following along? Um, well, we're, we can't announce anything, but we have, um, some very exciting news that will be coming out, uh, next month, mid April. Um, but currently our timeline for our premiere will be this summer. Um, and then after which time we will kind of go as we, as we can. Um, let me drop a link real quick into the chat to the website for a project um Fantastic. on there we we have some more info and a sign up if you want more information um whether it's news or just keeping up to date um i'd recommend going on there and shooting in your email and we we will not spam you i promise <laughs> good i get too many emails well Brayden, Danielle, Stephen, thank you all so much. And this is definitely one to watch. Uh, I'm very excited to see this exact kind of translation uh, from medium to medium happen. And uh, we will, of course, once you guys have the news, uh, we will signal boost. So whatever that's going to be, hopefully uh, in the next couple of weeks, everyone will know. So thanks, guys. Hey, thanks thanks for having us. Thanks for your time, Noah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. And... Finally, uh, we're going to move out of the digital and back into the physical uh, and uh, afford you all a chance to jump on something that, uh, well, you know what? I'm just going to bring David Ruzicka up here to talk about Hidden Worlds Into the Deep. David, hi. Hi. Yeah, I'm joining everyone live from the bottom of the ocean, as you can see in my, my sophisticated Zoom technology. Uh, yeah, so Noah and I were just talking yesterday about this project, and um, it occurred to me the Immersive Design Summit was actually the reason that it even still exists. Uh, I got introduced to the CEO of this company, Hidden Worlds, through a connection at the summit, so it kind of only makes sense to bring it to the here and everything immersive community first. So uh, I'm going to introduce basically a whole new company <laughs> to everyone. Uh, it's called Hidden Worlds Entertainment. And uh, Hidden Worlds Entertainment is uh, a new ocean adventure themed story universe that has a generous helping of the mystical. Uh, To me, it's all about letting people fall in love with aspects of the wild, the bizarre and the wonderful in the natural world with the ultimate goal of making the natural world a better place. Um, So I've been lucky in this project. This is going to kind of sound like a crazy name word salad, but hopefully it'll be it'll ring some bells for people. Um, I've been lucky enough to bring some of my favorite people in on this crazy oceanic exploration project, such as immersive theater veterans like Andy Crocker, who works on Escape from Gatto, Tommy Haunton of Stash House, uh, actually Wynn Thorne, who's hosting the after party is part of it. And uh, Stephanie Hyden, who worked on I Confidant as a writer and um, Rob Otten's company Hexagram. Uh, Where it gets kind of interesting, is that we also have the guiding hands and hearts of uh, Ashlyn and Philippe Cousteau. Philippe is um, Jacques Cousteau's grandson. 
as well as um, a dramaturg in the theatrical world named Martine Green Rogers. And um, we also have neuroscientists from a company called Immersion Neuro uh, as part of our sort of like guiding the spirit of it. Um, and then also uh, just to make things a little bit more crazy, we also have brought in some magic from Blake Voigt, who was one of the key experience architects for Neil Patrick Harris's Box One. Um, he's designing a remote mailer experience for us uh, with some of the team. And uh, the people who are kind of checking to make sure we don't screw this thing up are folks like a guy named Bob Ward, who was one of the original uh, master planners for Universal's Parks in Orlando, as well as founders from Dreamscape Immersive and the original um, oft replicated Meet Vincent Van Gogh uh, immersive experience. Um, and uh, we have a live experience that's coming this year, I would say, I, I'm trying to be a little bit vague about it and KG for now, but it'll be in, let's say the fall, early fall. Um, but what I can talk about today is our at-home mailer that is going to be released um, this coming month. It's uh, got all the illusions and puzzles uh, you can imagine from something that Blake and some of our team would have created. And it even has a, uh, a retro 90s clippy style chatbot, um, all as ways to introduce people to the story world of this, this project, which goes fittingly enough, I'm going to try and point to Fittingly enough, into the deep, it's a lot more than than just what that sounds like. Um, so we have this primary limited batch run that's going out to a bunch of entertainment and conservation influencers next month, as well as fifteen randomly selected people who are in this room right now. Um, if people want to go to ourhiddenworlds.com, which Catherine has kindly placed in the chat, and you scroll all the way down to the bottom. You can read, you should probably read the other stuff too, but but at the bottom, there's a place where you can enter your email and we'll be tracking it and picking 15 names at random. Um, this is free of charge and we're totally ready for this mailer thing to be international, by the way, because I think I saw at least one New Zealand name earlier on the chat. So if you, it, it doesn't just have to be continental US people. Um, and uh, the people who get this first run um, or joining, like, we'll probably have, like, we, well, we will have Neil Patrick Harris and some other folks that have been part of Box One and others um, testing it. And the people who join on in this first round will be a huge part of shaping where this thing goes. Um, so if you're interested, just sign up and uh, we'll be in touch uh, this coming week for anyone who is selected. Thank you for that, David. Um, I'm I'm just excited by this kind of, like, amazing team you've put together and and actually this entire this entire uh run of of this event uh where bringing folks in was inspired a bit by the fact that you had offered up the 15 uh to folks and i was like well if, if we get enough folks to come in and they stick around uh the idea of getting some original material developed by the people who did box one you know our, our friend tommy haunton uh as part of this project uh, it just is, uh, it was too good to pass up. So I'm so, so excited, uh, that everyone's going to get a chance. So plug, plug it in. Cause, um, one of the nice things that's happened over the course of this past year is this kind of, um, evolution and revolution in this at home experiential, and you've got, a, a, an amazing team working on it and that it's something that's being tied one to something as, uh, 
as important as, you know, conservation of the oceans and getting people excited about that and being part of this tradition that extends from uh, the Cousteau family. Um, and then all the way up through there being a live activation that has this like serious design in it. So just a, a wonderful sounding project that I'm so glad we got to tell everybody about today. Yeah, thank you. Um, right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it definitely comes from a deep. The, the team is sort of we always say we're really lucky to have like this this great team on a very unknown thing. And I think a lot of it becomes uh, we've sort of been on projects before where we sense the chance to um, excite people about the natural world, and it 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 was never quite done the way we were hoping. So I think it'll be a chance to to really get people. Um, immersed actually literally kind of immersed uh water wise speaking in this experience um into the ocean so uh yeah looking forward to it all right david thanks so much all right everybody that and there's there's a little little picture of of this is a little concept art uh from the the installation so just some gorgeous gorgeous design going on um check this out uh Videos for most of the sessions we've done, but most, uh, are going to be made available uh, to everyone who had a ticket, everyone who's a no-pro backer, uh, and then slowly but surely they will leak out to everyone else. Uh, there's no timeline yet for that because I'm going to go sleep for a couple of days. Um, but I'm so glad you spent your weekend with us. We're not done yet, though, because right now... Uh, I encourage you to go meet in probably the best environment we have for everyone having like chill conversations with each other. And that's what Wynn built for us over at GatherTown. I just dropped the link in the chat. You want to open it up in Chrome uh, or in Firefox. Uh, don't let it default to Safari. If you're a Mac user like me, it, it doesn't like it. But jump in there. I'll be in there in a couple of minutes. Uh, stick around uh, for the rest of the year with us. Oh, I should probably mention, mm, yeah. See, I'm, I'm bad at this self-promotion stuff. So you know how we had that like whole like uh, summit and festival planned for this weekend last year? Well, some of you already know this because you, you looked, but we have our dates again. Uh, we'll be at the Pasadena Playhouse with the summit and festival this coming January. January 2022, the 7th, 8th, and 9th. That is the first full weekend that is not New Year's Eve weekend, kind of bringing us back to our tradition of kicking the year off before Sundance, before South by Southwest, before all the awards shows, letting Immersive lead the way. So please join us at the Pasadena Playhouse. January 7th, 8th, 9th. More information will be coming on that in the months to come, but that is when Here is Reborn. So thank you all for joining us for the Spring Fling on behalf of the whole team. And I want to thank Catherine and Eric and Bradley and Leah and Shelly and Parker uh, for being our frontline crew this time out. Thank you all. And uh, I will see you all in the gather in a couple of minutes. Once again, I want to thank all of our guests and the staff of No Persinium and the Here Institute for helping us pull off the spring fling. Um, it's meant so much to hear that uh, a lot of you enjoyed the spring fling. 
those of you who were not able to attend, we are going to uh, keep on pushing out some more of what we collected. Uh, you'll be able to find that uh, on our Discord and our Patreon. It will be uh, timed exclusive uh, for our Patreon backers and uh, the folks who have access to our Discord who who bought tickets. And then we'll open up to everybody else. Although this one, of course, goes out to everyone because I want people to know about these projects that are coming up. Um, I'm a little zonked. Uh, <laughs> I had to stop. There's about three hours have passed since I recorded the opening. Uh, I had a bunch of meetings, a bunch of stuff I had to do. Uh, things are always in motion. Uh, always in motion is the future. Uh, always the next thing has to do. And I've got some editorial meetings after this. And I got to go make the newsletter for you. So uh, just know uh, we're always burning the midnight oil um, in, until we can't. And then we just shut down and watch HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> I recommend Warrior. I slept on that show. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, there you go. Um, yeah. Um, that's it for now. I, I had things I was going to say earlier. I just, you know, make sure this. Uh, get yourself on the list for Eschaton, right? Okay. Got that guest list going. So look to the newsletter for the list. That's number one. Uh, number two, the Critics Roundtable that we're doing on Wednesday. Swing on by. And if you've seen something... Come on down and tell us about it, right? If there's something that you've been loving, we want to hear. So we're going to open up the open up the lines and uh, get everyone uh, talking. That's part of the goal. Uh, and so catch it live. Or if, if you want to catch it on delay, it'll be there on the Patreon. All right. On that note, I'm going to do the closing credits. So as always, music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. The uh, the sustaining backers of No Persinium are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Sidney Guillory, Lonnie Hanson, Ari Herstand, Emily Gillette, Samuel Mustry, Brittany, and Elaine. The executive editor of No Persinium is by is Catherine Yu, and I'm wishing her good luck on finals, Catherine. Um, and yeah, until next time, thank you for wearing the mask. Mm-hmm.